Here we go. Welcome, welcome to Successfully Unsigned. Another interview here with new bestie, Lauren Gunn. It me, it me. So, oh, 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 there's a lot of sounds going on. <laughs> um, yes, so we have Lauren in today, tonight, whatever time it is. And I am so excited. This has literally been in the works for like months. Months. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We finally we did, did it. it. Air five. Yes. Air five. <laughs> the right one. Uh. Yes. <laughs> you finally hit the right one the first time, David. Yes. yes. Great job. Yes. <laughs> and I did it upside down. That's the sad part. I can't do it right. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we have Lauren Gunn here today. Lauren just released her EP last month, her first ever EP, Chaos Theory. First ever. It's A, so good. It's a banger. B, has been getting really good traction, which we'll get to. Um, And we just heard her do her live session, and oh my my goodness. The control. Your voice is like so good. It's heaven sent. Especially compared to Patrick. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dale's just jealous because he knows that if I did, if I was an artist, I'd outsell him left and right. Dude, Patrick, I could see you being the next like little Dicky. You know what? Yeah. You're not. You're not wrong. That's so funny. Got that. Got that energy. Yeah. Totally. My my, um my aim would be more like Spice Girls. Dude, like 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 you just you just be exactly how you already are, but just spit. Bars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know Bars. Don't ask too much of him. Me, though. Yeah, I will like do some Nikki on here. Um, oh, oh yeah, I love Nikki. Yeah. Um, or like me and my friends used to send each other uh, uh diss tracks over the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, Lauren, <laughs> not her. No, but seriously, her voice, y'all. You are not ready. No. Like I obviously on the EP, I'm like, oh, this is really good. But then like hearing it live is a whole nother level um oh oh uh but yeah i and you know what let's go ahead and plug your show because we'll (laughs) plug it multiple times that way like the people know the people are ready because y'all need to hear her live for real so when is your show oh thank you um so yeah i'm doing an ep release show so this is like kind of different than just another gig it's it's really um celebrating the project that i just released Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's my first one ever. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. like in the in the struggle between trying to tell people to come and then they're also like, well, who are you? So right. how do we right. For how sure. do we know we want to come if you're an unknown artist? So anyway, mm. that's that's where I'm at, but it's October 28th. So October 28th. Yeah. At what time where? It is at the Space at 100 Taylor. Okay. Um doors open at 6. We're going to have a bartender. We're going to have all the fun stuff. I'm gonna have merch. We're gonna have like a Ooh, you little, got merch. A little photo <laughs> booth. Okay. Boy, I am on top of my Yes. You really fish. are. You really <laughs> are. Oh my goodness. I, like I said, we'll get to it all. Like but I do want to talk about your marketing, like how the how the EP has done so far and everything. But before all of that, let's just get into like the beginning. Um, especially before we get, get too deep, because it is going to get deep deep, y'all. Um okay, so like what what's your background with music because a lot that you have talked about has been I finally get to follow my dreams and release my music yeah. or release music so w- we can kind of get into that but I just want to hear like 
you mentioned before, like you just taught yourself how to play guitar and you have not had a voice lesson despite you sounding like an angel. (laughs) So like, I just want to hear kind of your history with music, whether it's through family or through friends or whatever it is. Just give me the rundown. Love that question. Um, so when, I was little. I started taking piano lessons because my sister was taking piano lessons. Okay. Uh, so she's two years older than me. Um, so she started, and then I started when I was about five. And um, we were not bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey. We were uh, doing a lot of, like, um, they're called Federation of Music uh, competitions. And so we would... Or, I can't even remember the name of it. Maybe not a competition, but it was like you go in and then judges judges would score you and you mm-hmm. come out with like whatever. Um, okay. They would award you and um, so yeah, that's my background is always getting superiors in my um, little assessments from the Federation of Music on my piano and I would, okay. I would play. Go class. prodigy. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, I was I was very nerdy. <laughs> I that's did, okay. I didn't understand. Uh, social norms (laughs) when I was that young. Dale still doesn't, so it's okay. (laughs) It's true. I I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time. There's a reason, like, I I do the equipment, you know. (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah, I started out just with classical piano, man. And and, uh, I think that's, like, really where I learned, like, my discipline and also, like, just the, the point of consistency and practicing every day so you know my my piano teacher like she knew mm-hmm. she would know if I didn't practice like she okay. I, would, I would come into my like Friday Friday yeah. evening lessons and she'd be like you you didn't practice this week and I was like <laughs> oh Miss Julie I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> good so, teacher though. Yeah, yeah seriously yeah yeah so she would she would guilt trip me hard but it worked so hey. uh, yeah I feel like at some point most music teachers have to like at the very early like if you're working yeah. with like little younger you yeah know, younger people i mean it's like Gosh, yeah, i don't want to do that i, I couldn't disappoint miss julie yeah. it was so I, it was so sad yeah. it hurts <laughs> i feel like a good music teacher brings out like the competition in you too mm. yeah like, oh for sure like if there's other classmates or somebody yeah for sure know. no and she was always giving me stuff that i felt like was way too hard for me but then i like eventually would would like learn it and mm-hmm. then i think that gave me some confidence um with with playing an instrument and then also like you know being a little kid having to play in front of like a crowd of people yeah. um those songs were complicated and I was okay. always like nervous as F I'm not going to. So can you, can you, st- <laughs> can you still uh, play piano? I can't. So okay. I quit when I was 15. Um, and I've never really been good about reading music. Like I learned my music theory, like once upon a time and then mm-hmm. I kind of like mm-hmm. lost it, um, over time, but I can still play, but right now it's mostly like either stuff I'm writing or like, like improv kind of stuff. I don't remember how to play any of my old, like classical music. Okay. Yeah. So even if I went back and tried to read it, <laughs> that stuff is complicated, man. Like, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't play any instrument to save my life. So yeah. sorry. Yeah. So when did you start like getting into singing? Oh, that's a great question. I've just like always, I've always done it. I think it's just always mm. been a natural thing. Like when it comes to, to music is like, if, if you're going to, play something you want to be able to like hum to it or sing along with it or whatever um I didn't really do a whole lot with singing um growing up I mean I did choir me too (laughs) (laughs) I love I'm telling you every time one of our guests like I did (sighs) choir and I'm like yes me too I'm such a choir was a vibe I was such a I'm telling you I was so nerdy I really was yeah (laughs) Uh, did, did you do it like through high school um no okay 
No, I think I realized after middle school this needed to stop. So <laughs> I wish Patrick had realized yeah, that. I, realize that. <laughs> I still, still have not realized that. <laughs> it's, it's the closest to music that he relates. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. What he yeah. latches onto. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It really Dude, is. choir. I mean, it, it teaches you some things. It teaches you technique. I'm. If there's anything that people listening should know, is like I'm. I'm kind of like that. That like I'm. I'm grammar police. I'm like very detail oriented. I'm very mm-hmm. much a stickler. Mm-hmm. I try not to be type A, but you know, it's just. <laughs> I am how I am. So, yeah, um, okay. yeah. So I really liked being competitive, even if it was just choir. Like I wanted, I, to, I wanted to be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's kind of hard to I, do in a I choir wanted, when it's a group thing, though, isn't it? I wanted the solo. No, but there, there are like <laughs> choir festivals yeah. that like oh, yeah. you get first chair and oh, yeah. stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Okay, so after like choir and you quit that, so did you stop singing there, or did you pick it back up eventually? Like what? So take me on your journey. Okay, my journey is a is a, a uh, there's some lore. There's okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to know all yeah, about the lore, all Lauren, the lore. Lauren lore. Yeah, love it. Um okay, so I went to three different high schools. Um okay. so I I grew up in Atlanta. Um my family's actually from Texas, but I grew up in okay. Atlanta and I went to two different high schools there and then um right before my junior year I moved to Texas. And so um it was not something that was like really on my radar in high school was singing. Mm-hmm. It was more like, Hey, I am like a very sedentary child. I should probably like exercise. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I joined, uh, I joined a cheerleading, I joined cheerleading like in, <gasps> in, mid- yeah, in yeah. middle school and high school. Um, I did that for a little bit. I was, I was okay. Um, and then didn't really think too much about music. Um, really until college again when I, I wanted to minor in music. Okay. Um, so when I got to college, like I was a film major and, mm-hmm. um, like later started doing uh, video and now I do creative direction for a video production company. Okay. Very cool. Um, so I'm thinking about the journey. So your question was about singing, singing and guitar just, okay. How, and it, if it bleeds into, a little more about the album, then we can kind of transition into that too. Well, the record is, is very much a reflection of stuff that I've written because of the direction my life went in. Mm -hmm. So like I said, growing up, I would do, um, piano and then I kind of got into cheerleading for a little bit and then I went to college. Um, but when I went to college, I met somebody and I was kind of not in a good place when I went into college, just like mm-hmm. I was not in a good place. And so, um, I met somebody, we fell in love. I was 18. Um, and that kind of like started me on a path that I just recently like came out of. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so did, hey, did you get married at yeah, 18? No, no, okay. No, okay. Yeah. But okay. we were together since I was 18. Okay. So this EP, like you said, it is this has kind of been the buildup of the past 11 years correct of yeah sort of okay definitely yeah so i guess the easiest way i can put it is just to kind of like start with with like my life and Mm -hmm. then um talk about like how the art has kind of been Mm -hmm. a reflection of that so okay so i i moved 12 times in the last 15 years Ooh. yeah so that's a lot it's a lot of times i'm tired 
yeah, I <laughs> I'm very, so. I'm very tired. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've lived in almost every capital city in the South and I've lived, um, in Brooklyn and I've lived, um, out of the country. So basically when I started college, I met somebody, um, we started dating, we were dating long distance for about three and a half years. Um, so pretty much my entire college career. Um, and then it, was it because they graduated? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was younger. He was about four, four or five years older than me. Okay. Um, and so that's where they get you. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They get you. No, no. It was, it was good at that time, and and you know it was solid, and we were just tired of long distance dating, and mm-hmm. and at that point in time, it just seemed like okay, what's the next step? Do we? keep doing this um or do we get married Uh, and so he had been looking at medical schools and um he got into one and it was out of the country and um it's called a you know there's there's the u.s uh med program and then there's also ones that are in like the west indies or like in the caribbean and there's there's a couple of schools over there that you can choose from that are still accredited in the states so he got into one of those and the the options were do we stay together or do i go with him um and so i i quit my job and and went with him so um that was the first year after college um i had actually been working here in Nashville on Music Row that year. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you've lived here before. I lived in Nashville for a year okay. and and worked at a record label on Music Row and was doing digital content for their artists. And mm-hmm. then, honestly, it was kind of my dream job when mm-hmm. I when I first got out of college. I was like, hell yeah, I get to combine like the the stuff I know in school with like my love of music. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who are in my film programs. Uh, they either wanted to like do LA or New York. They were like, I want to do feature mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, Oh, I just, I want to do music videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm too ADHD to do like a feature film. <laughs> I could not, <laughs> I could not work on the same project for years. Yeah. That's fair. Oh that's my fair. God. It's a big commitment to do going yeah. for a while. I don't know how they do it. Like, Oh, I just go, I would, I'd be bonkers by the end of it. <laughs> so anyway, so everything just kind of like was drawing me to Nashville. Yeah. So yeah. And my parents were telling me like, oh, just, you know, apply for some backup stuff, you know, in like Austin or Dallas or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm going to go to Nashville. And and I did. And I got my, my dream job um, at that record label, um, previously home to Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. that was really freaking exciting for me as a 21-year-old. Um, and they, you know paid me hardly any money and for me to work like 16 or 18 hours a day. Um, so yeah, so I quit. So I quit my dream job. Um after having worked with some crazy artists like Dolly Parton and, and people like it was, wow. Yeah. It wow. was, <laughs> okay. I mean the things you do for love, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so when I was in college and high school and college, like I felt like I was so focused on, what I wanted to do like career wise that I wasn't really focused on music anymore. I was really, Mm -hmm. I was a Mm -hmm. lot more focused on like, like film and all that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, when we got married, we moved to, uh, a third world country in the West Indies and he, he started medical school and I was a newlywed, um, recently unemployed with two years of time on my hands. And, Mm. um, knowing 
what people might know about my personality just being very like driven and independent and stuff like I did not know what to do yeah. with, with just, myself just the recent like interactions <laughs> we've had through messaging you're like yeah I work 80 hours a week you're like booked and busy yeah. so I cannot imagine you just like sitting in a completely foreign place for two years and like figuring out what do I do with myself yeah it it was definitely a culture shock um it was in, in more ways than one I mean I was doing all sorts of adjusting and mm-hmm. keep in mind I was 22 so um so I had just gotten married and you know we go over there we're, we're trying to survive on his student loans both, both of us on a student mm-hmm. loan um mm-hmm. I was not employed um and then if we really want to get into the details like we we didn't have clean water we couldn't afford air conditioning we didn't have a car we didn't have internet we didn't have like we shared a cell phone it was like a flip phone like we we were away from friends and family and i had just quit like the most epic job and so that was really really a turning point for me and and it's wild to say that now because i can look back and be like oh look at you know this led to this and then you know you can do Mm -hmm. the hindsight thing Mm -hmm. but at that time it was like really for the first six months I just kind of like laid in bed stared at the ceiling um and didn't I just didn't know how to be useful Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to be purposeful I didn't Mm -hmm. know like I had just gone from like achievement to achievement my whole life and like oh how can I one-up myself on the next one Mm -hmm. to just all of a sudden it's like I have nothing to do no one's expecting anything I have no way to contribute I can't make money here like I just literally was like what do I do with myself Mm -hmm. so before before (laughs) that happened when you told your parents like hey I'm moving here was there any like um what's the word pushback um, they were concerned. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Actually, um, you know, the the guy I was with, he was he was concerned for me too. Because okay. yeah, he actually was like, Hey, like you may not want to come with me. And oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and so that was a decision I made myself because okay. it was it was important to me, like, you know, to be his support. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that was the right move. And I, I really believed in that. Mm-hmm. I really believed in, you know, this is something we can do together. Mm-hmm. L- how do I contribute to your success? How can mm-hmm. I make sure that like, I, that's kind of what I latched on to yeah. when I was over there was like, if I can't do anything useful, if I can't like make any money, if I can't do anything for myself, like how can I be the most badass wife ever. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I just make sure that there's nothing on your plate at all, mm-hmm. except for you studying and going to school and, and just, yeah, you know, crushing it. You seem very, you seem like a very loyal person just in the little bit that I've Aww. seen you. Thank you. So I can, <laughs> no, but I, I just mean that in the, since like I can, I can see that being like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, I'm going to do this right there with you. But as a 22-year-old, not realizing, like, that's, 
What does that entail? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I had no flipping clue what I was getting myself oh. into. I really didn't. And it's it's so interesting looking back now because in photos, you know, people thought we were getting married and then, oh my gosh, you're about to be on like an extended honeymoon. <laughs> like you're going to, yeah. you're going to the, going Car- the Bahamas. You're going yeah. to the Caribbean. It's like, wow. dude, I'm not staying at the Four Seasons for yeah. the next two years. Yeah. I'm living like a local yeah. Yeah. in you know the the local town mm-hmm. and and our house is like a shack mm-hmm. basically and we don't even have transportation like it was it was very um it was it was a lot to process mm-hmm. and then by the time i got over like this the first six months and like it set in like what i had chosen to do mm-hmm. um yeah, it was it was tra- a little traumatic. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. What was yeah. what was he doing? Not what was he doing, but how was he reacting to seeing you just kind of you know, I, vegetate? You know, I'm I don't want to speak for him, so okay. so I don't I don't know how to answer that specifically. Yeah. But I do know he also had so much on his plate mm-hmm. that I'm not sure that it registered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that even now it's it it has mm-hmm. registered, but um, it was a lot on two people who ha- were both ambitious, mm-hmm. both had very high goals and dreams for themselves, and trying to figure out okay how do we support each other, but how do we also like both have success? Um, and what it ended up being was just kind of like this unbalanced relationship where everything was kind of for him and like yeah. none, nothing was for me. <laughs> so it, it, it ended up just being this, um, it was a situation that like no one could have foreseen. Yeah. For so, sure. um, so, okay. So how long, how long did y'all end up staying there? So we were there for two years. Um, but you know, along the way there were, so many things that happened just in those two years um that were hard to to process like um my grandmother died at at one point when we were over there and we couldn't afford for me to go home and to go to her funeral and there was another point in time when um the student loans that were supposed to come in from fafsa just didn't and so we literally couldn't pay our rent for four months we couldn't buy groceries like like we um, he, he would go like fishing and that was our dinner. Um, and that, and oh I, I don't, goodness. I don't say that lightly because it sounds like just wild and crazy and, and like, no. how can that be true? Um, but yeah, we had, we had like other students bring us groceries and like, wow. um, it, it was just going ju- just the, the juxtaposition of going from a fancy job on not fancy. They weren't paying me, but, uh, <laughs> a job on music yeah. row to, literally survival um wow it it just it did a lot to my health my mental health my my nervous system um did you how often did you get to did you get to visit home at all during those two years uh no well we went back one time and so when we went back um i bought a little guitar okay and i knew just somewhere in me, I knew I had a lot of unfinished business to do with myself and my own, like, 
way of being like, why do I need to feel so, um, purposeful all the time why mm-hmm. why do I need to be chasing and being so ambitious all the time like why can't I not just slow down and relax mm-hmm. and I still struggle with that a little bit now but mm-hmm. I'm a lot more self-aware than I was at 22 mm-hmm. out of curiosity do you still have that guitar I do I just played it for you David Dale we gotta wait till we do look similar no but um I had a lot of Dude, I don't know if y'all have ever had a lot of time on your hands, but when you do and you have nothing to do and you have to sit with your thoughts and you have to look in the mirror and you have to be like, who am I? Like, what, what do I want out of life? Like, what, what are my goals and my ambitions? And like, am I just going through life? Like on autopilot, Mm -hmm. I had just this weird gift from God in, in, and I say gift, but it really was now. And I appreciate it now. But at the time it was like, he was like, you're just going to sit here (laughs) Mm -hmm. for two years and you're going to figure yourself out. And what I, what I realized was that I, um, was not pursuing music. I was not, I had just kind of like buried that part of myself Mm -hmm. that I love so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it was time for me to like come back to that. So, yeah. So we went back, um, on one of the breaks and, um, I went into, I think it was like a guitar center or something, and I had mm-hmm. no idea what I wanted, but I knew I needed something light that could travel. And I was like, I, I'm people, I don't know if people know, I'm not even 5'2. So I'm a small person, and, and mm-hmm. like a lot of guitars that I try to play just feel too big for my hands. <laughs> so, so I bought, I got the, that guitar. It's a baby Taylor, and it was perfect, and it was the perfect thing for me to bring back with me and like kind of keep keep myself occupied yeah keep my keep my mind occupied it helped me like I taught myself a new skill um honestly like for the first however many weeks after we got back and I had I played like eight hours a day like I played till my fingers blood because I had nothing else to do and it was like I will learn this thing Mm -hmm. I will learn this thing (laughs) (laughs) it's like determined so did you how how are you learning like you just were like okay i remember i've never i had never played guitar at that point so um something about piano translates well to to guitar like if you have a piano foundation Mm -hmm. um i find that that translates well to other instruments um i still can't read guitar tabs or anything like that but like i would i i remember like youtubing the basic chords and then Mm -hmm. from there I would just kind of figure out like, oh, well, this sounds good with this. Mm-hmm. So let me put this one next to this one. And then yeah. like, you have well, a good ear too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I've always played by ear, um, like since I forgot my music theory mm-hmm. for piano. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I approach guitar too. Okay. So. But how are you doing that over there? Like, I'm, uh, I mean, if you, I'm assuming if you couldn't like assume, uh, afford food or air conditioning, like, yeah. It's you wild. weren't getting on YouTube. Right. <laughs> no. Um, so sometimes I would go up to the school and we would have, uh, they would have like free Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you guys have any like friends or anything or were you literally <laughs> just like sitting there alone um, for those two years? No. Well, yes and uh, yes and no. So I like to think I can make friends with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like people. Um, but most of the people over there were there to study they were there Mm -hmm. for school so I was making friends with you know like other students other um people in med school but they were just as busy as as he was so um there were not a lot of other spouses and so that's you know there was like a spouse's support group and it's kind of similar to what 
they have like for people in the military mm. like because you know it's it's such a unique position to be in where you're a person who like it's temporary but it doesn't feel temporary because right. your temporary is like years or decades even yeah so, yeah and that's the the honestly the thing that really gets me is what you were talking about you guys were so poor to the point you had to fish it, like, like like that's... I can I can I can tell you so much about that kind of stuff. Like there was there was times that um like we were we would be fishing and he would make his own like fishing leaders um or out of uh we had like Christmas lights and he would strip them and take the copper out and like make little things to like fish with. Um, we didn't, ha- we didn't wow. have like weights and we were fishing in the ocean. So like, we didn't have weights and we'd put like, we'd get like a sock and put like a, a big rock in it. And that would like weigh the, the, the mm. line down. Wow. Like there was, um, there was times like the, you know, if you're going to get food or water to go to, in order to go to the grocery store, it's like an all day affair if you don't have a car. Mm-hmm. So you walk up a dirt road, you wait on the side of the road in the, heat it's it's the equator mm-hmm. so you wait in the in the heat um for a local bus to come pick you up you might wait for a couple hours mm-hmm. until they come and get you and then the person who's driving you to the grocery store um you don't know if he's on drugs you don't have yeah. you don't you, it's a stranger you don't know who this person is but they're driving for you there's no credibility at, at all mm-hmm. there's like not even any street signs over there like there's no law mm-hmm. it's like kind of i i like to joke that it felt like Jurassic Park meets like Survivor mm-hmm. because you're just like you're experiencing just the counterculture of of what America would be. Yeah, like you're. It's just yeah. everything that you think makes sense doesn't make sense over there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't pay your your bills online. You have to go and go down to the place and pay it in person. Right. Like it was just so so frustrating and like alienating all the time, but. Um, yeah, when we would go to the grocery store, it's like you buy your water in big gallon jugs and hope that it lasts you like throughout the week. Like you're not going to yeah. drink it out of your tap. Yeah. So, um, wow. I, I mean, as much as that would be traumatic, like I am sure that very big learning experience and like yeah. now, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like for me, it'd be, I can get through anything because that is I how I feel lasted yeah. two years there and had to literally survive off of nothing yeah it kind of all that all that like that alone would be traumatic but then on top of that you have this isolation and loneliness and mental health just in the drain and i'm just like uh, sorry i'm having like a hard time wrapping my head around that yeah it's (laughs) like me too (laughs) well it's it's my life so i've had a lot of time to process it it all but yeah i would i would just essentially say when you you figure out what you're made of when you're Mm -hmm. put in in hard times Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um for sure you figure out like where where your strengths are and i never knew i could be so supportive i never knew i could be that strong i never knew i could be that resilient i had never had a reason to yeah and then you're put in the situation where you're like I cannot do this one more day. And then you just wake up the next day and just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So, and it it wasn't just being over there for those two years. I mean, it, it, it sort of continued in, in like kind of a downward spiral for me for Mm -hmm. the the remaining eight or nine years. So it, it started there, but you know, then 
after being over there, like when we got back to the States, I remember how long it took me to adjust to living in the States again, Mm. because everything you could possibly want is available to you in any shape or size for any price point. Like it was so overwhelming. Um, Did y'all move back to Miami? No, no. Uh, Family picked us up in Miami and um, we kind of couch surfed with our in-laws for four months, like two months with his folks, two months with my folks. We were waiting on um, his next clinical rotation. So they hadn't placed him anywhere yet. So we didn't have anywhere to live. And we we just stayed with with family. And yeah. And so here we are two years into our marriage. And this is how it's gone so far. Yeah. Um, So we kind of set ourselves up for failure in a way, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, sometimes there's things that life throws at you and you can't really anticipate like what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, After all that. (laughs) And um, we'll get back and kind of talk about the rest of the journey. Yeah. And get into the EP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. Very important. I'm like, I I actually am really in shock. Truly. Well, and offline, or, or you can keep this or whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> like I was in shock. Yeah. I didn't, dude. Do you think I thought my life was gonna go that way? I yeah. I thought here I am, like I found this person. We love each other, and we're I'm gonna support him, and then, um, you know, life will be good. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. You think you have a plan, and then like the the floor ground comes out from under you. You know, mm-hmm. so how are you um, able to be so like patient in that time? that season did i say i was patient (laughs) (laughs) you did not Um, well i I mean you had to muster up some form of it i feel like during that just like because you said i mean you you have to get up every day and and do it again you know so it's like you have to have sort of resiliency and patience i won't i I won't say it was patience i i was just depressed Mm -hmm. like i just didn't have a choice i i committed to that and when you get married like what are you signing up for you're supposed to like love and honor your spouse and Mm -hmm. if if that's the way it goes and i was like i was like okay i guess i signed up for this so when you first got there i'm sure there was probably excitement you know you're moving to a new place sure uh kind of that that high energy, like, oh, that, that hope, I'm sure, yeah. that's that's there in, in moving halfway oh, across the world. Dude, I had high hopes. I was like, oh, I'm going to marry a doctor. Like, <laughs> like I had high hopes. How long did the, did the, the, the aspect of moving, did that take before it kind of set in? You're like, oh, this is what it is. How long was that process? <sighs> it took me six months to really feel like I lived there. Mm-hmm. And then the remaining like year and a half, um, it it was it was just really difficult to be there. And I kept I I tried to keep myself busy, but I 
I write a lot about this, um, like in, in songs or like in past songs, um, just about the concept of like time passing Mm. where I just felt like every day it was groundhog day. Like I just wake up and just do nothing all over again. Yeah. And for me doing nothing is like the worst shit in the world. Like I want to do things. I want to like have an, a meaningful life and, and feeling like I was there for, for moral support. Like that's great. But, um, yeah, it definitely weighed on me internally. And I, I really didn't voice any of this. I did not voice it at all to anyone, to anyone that the first, the first couple of years, because I didn't want to, I didn't want it to affect him negatively. I didn't want to like be the reason he's distracted or feeling guilty or like, like I wanted him to be successful Mm -hmm. just like he did. So I wasn't about to be like, whammy. Um, So you never, did you ever think about leaving or just pulling anything drastic? I thought about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't do it. I mean, yeah, he was like my family. Mm -hmm. It was, no, I, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, especially not at that point. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So when you guys get back in your couch surfing, mm-hmm. where do you eventually land? We landed in Oklahoma City. And oh, what? Hey, yeah. he's from Oklahoma. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, there. yeah, just south of, just south of OKC. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was 2016. We finally landed somewhere, and it was Oklahoma City. And uh, that was a breath of fresh air for yeah. sure was to mm-hmm. feel like okay we're gonna be somewhere for a while mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be able to like make friends yeah find mm-hmm. a job have clean water yeah i used to i used to hate on it and then dale took me to oklahoma I, dude I oklahoma city oklahoma. O- okay oklahoma's cool oklahoma city is like badass yeah it's it, pretty cool. it feels like Brick it town. almost yeah it feels yeah. like it doesn't and i used to play in Bricktown. did you where I, at? I did i used to play at jj's alley okay yeah my old buddy jesse Kahn <laughs> uh runs runs the wow. like open mic thing at, at jj's alley so if, if anyone's listening <laughs> and you go to oklahoma city go to jj's alley it's awesome um, but yeah, uh, we landed in Oklahoma city and I thought we were going to park it for a little while and, uh, nope, guess mm. again, <laughs> they were like, Hey, in, you know, I don't remember how much time they gave us. It was definitely not enough, but it was like, Hey, in a, in a month or two, you're scheduled in Brooklyn. So we were like, okay. Mm. Oh, no. Okay. So these head. are all clinicals. Mm-hmm. So still part of his schooling, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is why I could never be in the medical field. See, and this you is... will not catch me being in school that long. And we could do yeah. a whole nother uh. podcast on all the beef that I have with the medical system. Oh my but a lot Period. of yeah. a lot of the reason is because it's so inhumane to people who are trying to better themselves and better the community and go into a service oriented like field. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying like doctors want to help people. Why are you making it so bleeping hard for them to become doctors yeah you know yeah like yeah. there there needs to be better uh, like student loan situations mm-hmm. where you're mm-hmm. not taking out 15 and paying back 40 like right. there needs to be right it, it's it's inhumane so anyway i'll i'll not go off on that tangent <laughs> <laughs> it'll be but, part two yeah, yeah part two part two but uh but yeah we 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 did a six month stint in brooklyn um and, and yet again, like all the time, all these times that we're moving and stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to see a lot of places and that's cool. Um, and I try to be a person who's looking at the positive and stuff, but mm. at the same time, you can't, 
when when your mental health is declining you mm-hmm. can't ignore that and so it was very obvious to me like there was a, there were things happening to me like in my body that I didn't know how to process and I was like what is wrong with me like um I mean I would I remember waking up all the time in and not remembering what city I lived in like wow I, like I didn't wow. like it would take me a good while to recognize my apartment because wow. because we were just going to all these places that like didn't feel like home and you're trying to learn the new rules of like okay how do I try to get a job here how do I make mm-hmm. connections and network here will, will, I, will, will I even be here that why long? why even bother yeah will I be mm-hmm. here long enough like what's the point um so that that was probably the most difficult thing was um the way that it changed my personality and like the innate person that I am into being a person who's like well what's the point mm-hmm. like why like mm-hmm. who, like what what does it matter like I'm just gonna have to redo this somewhere else all over again and so during all these moves is he still just like is he so focused on his he's schooling sli- he's that- slammed yeah slammed. okay yeah absolutely. so he doesn't even have time to process Mm-mm. like Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, I'm moving all these different places. I don't know what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, he was he was slammed, but um you know, and I'm not ever going to vilify anybody else for pursuing their passions, mm-hmm. but um there was you know, there there were two things that happened. Um one was he agreed to med school. The other was he agreed to be my husband. Mm-hmm. And one of those things did not um get the attention it deserved mm-hmm. and and that was me mm-hmm. so um yeah that was really difficult to swallow just realizing that year after year after year after year um I was never priority and that yeah. that mm. sucked yeah yeah so during all this are you still you mentioned playing shows at uh Oklahoma City so are you at this point, like you're still actively practicing guitar once you're back in the States or you still, you're just playing shows here and there or what? Yeah. So, so after I learned how to teach myself guitar, however, whatever way I play, it's probably Mm. not the right way. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's some way. Um, I just, I started songwriting to cope. I started, I started doing that just to kind of like help me understand what I was feeling. Why am I so angry all the time? Why am I so sad all the time? Like, like, is, is this a me problem? Mm -hmm. Is it, is this somebody else's problem? Like, um, just trying to figure out my feelings. And I felt like getting them out of, out of me Mm -hmm. just was really helpful for me to be able to When you moved back, were you still not vocalizing this to anyone? I wasn't. So I was not talking to friends or family about, I I was really at some point I felt kind of like I was acting like everything was fine Mm -hmm. and I didn't, because I didn't want anyone to be concerned about us because they had already supported us so much, like just in like, you know, trying to help or, or doing whatever they could or letting us live with them. Like I didn't want other people to know that hey, this thing that you're, like, cheerleading is, like, broken. Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. And I, I think, really, I was in denial, too, because I thought, like, oh, well, one day it'll it'll work. Um, but it wasn't until I developed chronic pain that I started doing something about it. So um, this is really hard to talk about. 
Um, but I think it's important. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Just whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I started having incredible pain mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't know what it was. And for a long time I would wake up in, in so much pain and like, I was I was told, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm. You're okay. Like the, You're fine. Um, told by doctors or told by him? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Told told by the person who was supposed to care most for me in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're fine. Bye. I'll see you later when I get off work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And at some point, I felt like I couldn't get out of bed. It was so debilitating. I was like, I need to see a doctor. I need to see a doctor. And I'd say that for months. And finally, I just was like, screw it. I don't really care what you think. I'm going to a doctor. Um, wow. And and so, wow. yeah, and we didn't, you know, when he was in med school, we didn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I saw a doctor, and um, they said the same thing. You're fine. And then I saw another one. You're fine. And then I saw another one. <laughs> and I went to uh, endocrinologists and rheumatologists. And, and you know, it, someone finally gifted me with um, a, a diagnosis called fibromyalgia. And basically what that means is, hey, we've tested you for everything else. And we mm-hmm. can't find anything. So here you go. This is what we call it for people like you who have all this pain and you don't know what it is and you can't do anything about it. Um, so there, there's a lot of people actually out there, um, who have fibromyalgia. And I know that now after having been diagnosed with it for like five years now, mm-hmm. um, Lady Gaga apparently okay. has it. <laughs> she's I've, like I have a friend who has it. Yeah, yeah. She's like one of the most outspoken people that I've, I've or the most like famous people that I've seen who has it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's essentially, what I've learned is if you are not expressing your emotional pain, it will manifest somehow. It will come out somehow. And for, in my case, it came out physically. And so me not being able to express or say what I felt Mm -hmm. or like really get rid of the negative emotions in my body, they, it, it, it like did something to my brain. Mm -hmm. It, It rewires your brain. It, it affects your, your neural pathways and so it gives your brain this like false pain signal. And so, yeah, I don't have like bruises or broken bones or anything like that. I'm not bleeding, can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the inside, it was excruciating for years. Um, and so I'm really, really grateful that I, that was kind of the first step that I took toward um, learning to prioritize myself. Mm-hmm even if no one else would. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was extremely, um, that was extremely important for me to like get to where I am now was to kind of taking that first like baby step and saying, okay, I know what I feel mm-hmm. and I know what I'm going through and I know what my limits are. And like, I've done enough. I need to start caring for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, At this yeah. point, how many years of, into the marriage are you? Um, um, five or six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
quick question. So <laughs> from at the beginning, before the marriage, I guess, while while you're 18 and so on, was the relationship really good? Was it? It was. Okay. Yeah. We were together from, from when I was 18 until 22. And so we were dating. Yeah. Everything was, was great. It he was, was great. attentive. Yeah, it was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody has nobody's perfect, and yeah, I don't. And I don't. Sure. I don't look for perfection. I look for people who are able to communicate and be respectful, and and um, you know, uh, care for you the way that you care for them. A, a mm-hmm. reciprocal rela- relationship is mm-hmm. is really all I ask for. Um, cause if I'm going to invest, it's the, it's the same with business. It's the same with anything. If I'm going to invest all my time, my effort, my energy, my thoughts and my good well wishes for you and it's not returned, mm-hmm. what am I doing? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So after, so you get diagnosed, this is kind of like the first step. How do you start making more steps toward ultimately, I'm assuming deciding to leave? Um, that yeah that's there were a lot of steps before that but Mm -hmm. but essentially like from my perspective and every story has two sides Mm -hmm. um so from my perspective I really felt it was important for me to start doing things for me Mm -hmm. and even in the smallest ways Mm -hmm. I talked to my mom a lot about it too and and you know started opening up to her and and she'd be like you know just do one nice thing for yourself every day like whatever it is just do one nice thing for you so that you you know so you have that um if nobody else can give that to you give it to yourself um thanks mom shout out (laughs) you're the best I love you (laughs) um but yeah I I did that I um continued to pursue um or or I continued like writing songs Mm -hmm. and then I somehow found the audacity to play them for people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so weird because I grew up doing that and it was no problem. But then after this whole, you know, the culture shock and everything, um, it took me a lot of time to feel comfortable in my own right again. It, mm-hmm. for, it it felt exposing for me to be in front of people when I had spent a long time isolated. Yeah, for sure. It, for sure. Yeah, it felt it, it just felt like totally like I couldn't handle it and, you know, panic attacks and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but I just kept doing little steps in the direction I, I knew I needed to be going. And a lot of it too is just God like leading me and telling me like, Hey, this is the direction you need to be going. And like, um, me just trying to be brave enough to answer those mm-hmm. calls and, and do what I felt like was right for my own life. Um, and realize like, I don't exist for someone else. Mm-hmm. I exist just as I am. Mm-hmm. And, and so detaching myself from the identity that had kind of consumed me the first couple of years mm-hmm. of wife, how can I do this for you? How can I support mm-hmm. you? And, and trying to like reverse engineer that and say like, okay, no, my first thought in the morning needs to be, how do I take care of myself first? Mm-hmm. Did there, he, did he support your music at all? Did he go to any shows or anything? Um, he did. 
okay. uh, by like my request like he 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 would go he went to a few things and like i wasn't playing a ton of shows mind mm-hmm. you like i was doing like open mics and stuff like mm-hmm. that but um there were other things that uh i was trying to focus on first like figuring out what we were doing <laughs> yeah when you would be like hey i'm getting an apartment by myself which to me i guess would be a hey, this is me telling you something is not right here. What are you going to do about it? Was there any sort of response with that? Or was it just kind of like, okay. You know, and so by apartment, I mean like like renting, like Airbnb yeah, kind of yeah, thing. No, yeah. There there were a lot of last ditch efforts by me. Um, I, you know, hey, let's do therapy. Hey, if you don't have time for therapy, let's do a therapy app. Mm. takes 15 minutes on the couch we can you know i tried just about everything but someone has to want to it, it's two people mm-hmm. someone has to want to engage and want to try for it for it to happen and i really um just just got fed up mm-hmm. and, and, and tired of trying to get through and so um <laughs> The exhaustion, it all kind of came to a head, like the exhaustion of like my pain condition, the exhaustion of um, like trying to communicate and um, fix things. And then on top of that, just like the alienation and feeling like, um, you know, just I just that feeling like I don't belong here. Um, I really got to a point where I just just didn't want to live anymore at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And like, I just ruminated on that constantly. Like, I don't want to live anymore. Mm. Um, And I got an opportunity to act on that. And I didn't. And um, I'm grateful I'm here. Thank God. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But um, yeah, that it it was so much to handle um, alone. And I think I'm a pretty tough cookie. (laughs) <laughs> I would say so. I would say so after all yeah. of that. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot. Um and I I think you know by the end of it the, the choice was kind of I need to just choose myself. Mm-hmm. I need to stop prioritizing everything and everyone else above myself and I need to just get back to who I am as a person. Yeah. Do things that make me happy. Do things that make my soul feel like alive. I think the important thing about what I've learned is not how to vilify another person, but really it's it's how to love myself mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to say, these are my limits. Yeah. This is my tolerance. Yeah. This, this is... The, this is the amount I, I'm going to take and I don't have to have a good reason mm-hmm. for why I want things. Like if I want to move to Nashville, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't need a good reason. It's just something I want in life. Mm-hmm. If I want to to pursue that thing, like I got into this pattern of justifying every decision I would make. Um, and I couldn't live that way anymore yeah and i just i felt like i needed to just like liberate myself from that situation yeah um yeah 
not to say it was easy. No, for sure. It took me for sure. years and years to, to <laughs> figure out where I was at. And yeah. I, I was pretty unhinged by the end of it. Like I was yeah. really not in a, in a great place and you know, um, but I try to give myself grace because man, when you're, you're fed up and tired yeah. <laughs> and not, not feeling good and not feeling supported, like how are you going to act, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> so this has been heavy so far <laughs> and that's no, uh, it's, I, I really appreciate you opening up yeah. um, the way There's that you have, yeah. uh, I am tr- like, I, I obviously going into this, I was like, okay, there's a story behind here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's yeah. intense. All of sure. this feeds into who you are exactly. and, yeah. and, you know, getting into like the music side of things, it all feeds into, to what you express and how yeah. you express that and how that's, you know, different than how anyone else would express. Even if it's the exact same words, you have a different meaning because of your experience that you've gone through that shines through you know thank you well what what's important to know i guess getting full circle like to this point in time is like nine years later i am back in nashville doing what i want to do doing a lot of the same things Mm -hmm. i just shot a music video for a friend like over the summer and just finished it today and like that feels like i don't know how to describe it it feels like something that i had just missed for the longest time was doing the things i love and putting them aside and saying Mm -hmm. it's and saying like oh there's a greater good and there's there's sacrifice and like this is Mm -hmm. temporary and stuff but if you do that for a decade i'm telling you like you you cannot put like just anyone any of y'all in the room or anybody who might listen to this like do not postpone your happiness Mm -hmm. don't do it for a decade don't do it even for like a week find find a way to be happy every single day because if you don't you're gonna turn into a crazy person like me no (laughs) (laughs) and you like great music (laughs) and then you might make like angry sad music no i'm just kidding um (laughs) But really, that's that's the way I have learned to talk to myself and yeah. con- conduct myself. Yeah. Is like, I have to do some things for me that that yeah. are important now. And and writing writing this this EP is really, it feels a little bit like a love letter to myself because yeah. it's like me saying, "Hey, remember how you couldn't express yourself to the point where you <laughs> developed like a a pain condition? Now you're doing it." Yeah you're writing stuff that means something you're you 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 found a producer you got the music made you pushed through the like uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. like you're playing the songs for people like every step that i make is like me telling myself you can do this Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you've already gone through like i i feel like i was made to do this stuff Mm -hmm. i just kind of took a little detour yeah okay well, let's take a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that we, because that'll be a good transition into the music. Um, one other thing that I did want to say, though, is that I do actually very much appreciate how you have emphasized how you don't want to vilify anyone and how you are focusing on yourself because a lot of people would not do that, especially 
after dealing with it for such a long time and it's not been that long and um i can i think that just speaks to your character and that you have been so willing to be like look i can't speak for him you know he had his own things going on and yes these were my feelings but he has a story too and so i just wanted to say i really appreciate that and um well, I don't know, you're you're a very good person. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not as good a person as you think I am, but <laughs> but well, you are a great songwriter. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into that. <laughs> great, great. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. Okay, guys, welcome back. Um, hopefully you've had a little breather. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll hug it, your family. Yes, don't seriously. worry. There's a happy seriously. ending. There's there a, is. There's a happy there ending. Is. Um, okay, so Chaos Theory, mm-hmm. your EP that you just released. Mm-hmm. So, can I ask if you have been writing music for however many years? Why now? Why release an EP now instead of earlier? Was it just like you did not have the mental capacity to before? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, a lot of it was logistics, like how am I going to live someplace long enough to find a producer that gets me, mm. gets my music, wants to work on this. And then also like we can get it done before I move again. So a lot mm-hmm. of that, like when I say, you know, I'm finally doing this or I'm finally doing that. Like that was not necessarily like self-induced. That was mm-hmm. like circumstantial. Like there were just too many variables and unknowns and not to mention we were like, dead broke one time Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. where it's like the idea of putting a record together was just like unfathomable it's like i don't got time for that (laughs) it's like dude i need to just focus on like water shelter food you know and 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 then you know when i'm like solid then i'll think about like Mm -hmm. the lofty things like like music and stuff yeah yeah so were all of these songs Okay, well, I want to get a little bit more into each song. But yeah. were all of these songs, like, uh, written years before? Like, were some just written and some written five years ago or whatever? I don't or- actually remember when I wrote them all. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I've been writing since, I guess, like, 18, 19, 20, and then, like, very intensely since I lived on the island. Um, so I've, I've written, you know, for a long time I had written like a song a day just as a, just like as a practice. Most of them are garbage. Don't, don't wow. (laughs) I mean, so I see, I'm also not an artist. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I could never write a song period. No, sometimes it's just checking the box and saying, okay, this is going to be a habitual thing for me. It goes back to my discipline, like the piano, like I'm going to write a song a day, even if it's trash. I hope no one ever breaks into my laptop and like <laughs> tries to read like old lyrics and stuff from like yeah. 10 years ago. But um, yeah, I had written a bunch of songs and I, I whittled them down to 40 and then I whittled them down to like 18 and then like 
10 and then um when I met my producer we were like okay if we're gonna do an EP I figured an EP and not a full-length album because I was like this is the first thing I've ever done like let's Mm -hmm. start small Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I don't know what the production process is like I've never been in a studio well I've been in a studio like for work Mm -hmm. um like for for other artists but I'd never done it like for myself yeah and so um we were like let's do four and then we uh, and then I tacked on until you go. Um, that was like the last one that was added. Okay. Okay. Um, so all of these songs you wrote during the marriage. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's hard for me to, and, and it's unfortunate like for anyone around me, I guess. Um, but it's hard to separate my life from the marriage. Yeah. It was, it was my life. Exactly. From age exactly. 18 to 30, we were together and oh I'm, and goodness. I'm 31 now. Like when you say that, mm-hmm. I'm just my mind is genuinely blown. right because think of all of the life um, events that go on from eighteen, and then you turn twenty one, and then you turn twenty five, yeah. and then you turn, you know, thirty, and it's like all of those things happened during during that relationship, all of those milestones, and so I've done a lot of um, uh, of work this year mentally to un what's the Gwyneth Paltrow phrase consciously uncouple myself (laughs) from you know another person and and remember oh actually your identity is fully intact as a whole person all by yourself is there a part of you that mourns that time oh absolutely every day every day yeah I I'm I mourn a lot I I grieve a lot of things I grieve the fact this is kind of sad but I grieve the fact that like I wasn't good enough to make it work yeah. I grieve the fact that like, hey, I'm an achievement based person and I couldn't win that yeah. battle and it didn't it didn't work. Like yeah. it, you know, I failed. And that's failure is a hard thing for me to accept. Yeah. Um but you know I I gotta just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like it really doesn't yeah. do anything for me to be like yeah, I'm, I'm tr- trying to take my time to, to grieve. And I yeah. certainly did like last year. Um, but I, I'm i enjoying the direction my life is going in. Like there hasn't been a day that I've lived in Nashville that wasn't better than the day before. Right. Literally. That is true. Like it just makes me, it warms my heart so much <laughs> to hear that. Just like in this short amount that I've known you, met you literally tonight, <laughs> but in person at least. But it just to hear that and to because I am someone who has struggled with like letting go of the past and I have not been through anything that you have been through. But comparative suffering is not a good thing. True, (laughs) true, true. Okay, okay. We got the therapist here. I know. No, but but you know what I mean. Just like yeah, yeah. I'm just like wow. I am trying to put myself in your shoes and I. I'm just so proud of you for just in this, for in the past year, being able to push yourself forward and being like, that happened to me and it sucks, but it is what it is. How can I make this better now? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. First of all, it's, I like when people say they're proud of me. <laughs> I, I really am. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's really sweet. Um, I think I just, I had amazing, you know, 
therapist, but also once I started to open up, <laughs> it's it's been it's been amazing um, to see who wants to be there for me. Yeah. Once I start to allow them to. Yes. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> that's definitely, I mean, it's definitely strengthened the relationship I have with my parents and like my family mm-hmm. just by saying, Hey, I know you thought everything was great, but here's what actually was going on. Yeah. And here's what I was actually like struggling with. Yeah. And I think in, in the moment it was just so hard to be like, Hey, this is happening right now. But like, since it's in the past now, like it's been easier for me to be like, Hey, here's what was going on in 2020, mm-hmm. 2022, like that kind of stuff. Um, and people have shown up for me mm-hmm. in my life. People have been in my corner, like fiercely in my corner. Um, and I appreciate that because we're all just people. Yeah. We're all just like trying to do the best we can, you know? And it's like, there's so many, so many times that people have to remind me, like, stop beating yourself up. Like you did the best you could, um, especially given the circumstances, like you did better than a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seriously. Like that's what people have told me. So, um, I just try to remind myself of that and say like, okay, that door closed this next one opened mm-hmm. i already love it more yeah, I, yeah. it's already yeah. better <sighs> <laughs> sorry i just like i'm a very emotional person so i'm just like um <laughs> i just i don't know i have a lot of feelings right now yeah. um but yeah. they're like mostly positive but also i'm just like oh my goodness i just like want to give her a big hug um <laughs> we which, can do that yeah after yeah after the podcast, after the podcast. I'm, okay, I'm okay i swear <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so in the ep like it a lot that you've been talking about you have talked about you know these are these are moments like this these are were my emotions through mm-hmm. my marriage so mm-hmm. a do you can you recall like mo- when you listen to one of those songs, can you remember like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is what I was going through in this moment. And B does that trigger you? <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent question. I actually, um, I have a therapist slash life coach right now. And she mm-hmm. was like, Hey, as you are starting to put this stuff out, like be careful not to like traumatize yourself. Yeah. Cause that's a real thing. Yes. It's like, um, you know, because you're you're digging back through all of your own old wounds, mm-hmm. um, especially since you wrote those songs in the moment. It's not like, oh, I'm writing about this, <laughs> reflecting. It's well, I'm I would pulling. I would say I would say a lot of what I write is reflective. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I don't think I am good at processing in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes me some time to really like absorb something that has happened, like that's why I say anytime I move someplace, like it takes me six months to feel like I live there. Gotcha. You know, and it, I feel like that's similar. Like if I have like a fight with somebody or I have like a weird, you know, something happens or just even, even something like silly. Sometimes I'm a little slow. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it takes me a minute to be like, Oh, okay. I understand now. Right. Um, but yeah, with the songs, um, I don't, I, I would say like, I just do the best I can to write something that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. 
even if that's writing something sad or something angry or something like, like some of my songs are pointing a finger Mm-hmm. At, at somebody else not a middle finger maybe <laughs> but, but you know some of my my some of my songs are are like hey i'm gonna talk directly to you person mm-hmm. and say like why why did you yeah. do this or make me feel this way and um i think a lot of it too like it just depends on the day like sometimes when i'm singing these they mean something different to me they hit different mm-hmm. at different times mm-hmm. and like I have one song that I wrote about one specific person that now when I play it, it's absolutely about a different person now. Mm. So, so I think that's what's so cool about music is like, it can be whatever you want it to Mm. be. And, and I, I think that like for me to, to be, have the, the liberty to decide what, my music should be about like on any given day is yeah. up to me. <laughs> yeah, you for know, sure. You talk about like the personal aspect of uh, like like the personal meaning aspect of your music as you as you sing it each each day meaning something different than maybe when you wrote it to yeah. what it'll mean tomorrow. I, out of curiosity, do you ever feel like uh, when you share your music with others that you get to hide behind a mask of kind of anonymity with that? Do you think that other people or or do you think that other people are like? Ooh, how does this apply to you as the songwriter? Because I've heard, I've heard mm. how people take that both ways. I mean, for the longest time, when I first started writing, that's how I viewed everything. It was my way to to share what I wanted to share, but I felt like people weren't relating that to me. They were relating it to them. But then there's been other circumstances since then that have allowed me to realize, okay, well, sometimes people do like, oh, this is about the writer, you yeah. know. So how do you how do you feel like that? Uh, works when you play or when you write and when you share your personal music to other people? That's a good question. I I would say I was not as vocal in the past about what my songs were about. Like if I was going to do like an open mic situation or like play at JJ's Alley or whatever, I didn't really ever have a reason to explain what mm-hmm. they were about. There was, there was also like no reason for people to get to know me as an artist. Like I was still getting to know myself well, sure, yeah. and yeah. I was still trying to figure out like what I wanted to say and what I wanted my sound to be and, mm. and all of that kind of stuff. But now that I am re- have released a project, I do feel like if there's an opportunity, an opportunity for me to uh, give more context to it beside the songs, like, I'm here for it. Like I, I love some of my favorite artists do that. I love to hear a song, think it was about something and then listen to an interview talking about it. And, and it's like, I was like, Whoa, I didn't think that's what that was about. You know, like I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, so giving, giving people information about who I am and in my life, Mm -hmm. like this is a time in my life, I've never been able to do this before. Mm. I've never done this. I have never put myself out there in such a vulnerable place about such a sensitive topic and said, hey, person who's listening to this, I hope you like it. I hope you relate to yeah. it because it's about my actual life and this yeah. stuff means something to me. Yeah. Like, I want, I want people to get that. So saying all that, is there like a specific song off the ep that you have a that you're like oh i'd be willing to share this if not it's okay oh like what it's about yeah i don't 
think I ever want to do that. Okay. I think as an, not just for you, but just for yeah. like, for anyone, I think there, to your point, I think there's some value in not explaining everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can, I, I've mm-hmm. been, I've been pretty like open and transparent as it is. Um, yeah. Mainly for my own self, because it's an exercise in like autonomy over my own mm-hmm. life and saying, mm-hmm. I have the right to talk about my life. Yeah. No one can can tell me that I can't do that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I want people to take from the songs what they want, what they want to take from them. You know, that's what I do with yeah. other people's yeah. songs. And it sometimes they're more healing that way. Yeah, when, for when, sure. When you don't know that it's about like you know some guy named Steve and like <laughs> you know that's not that's not my ex's yeah. name. <laughs> but you know, like when yeah. you when you're not when you don't actually know mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. what's behind it, like you're more able to like put yourself into the story. Well, what was like, what was the recording in? Cause I mean, it's, it sounds really good. Like as far as uh, produ- production and stuff, I don't know. I'm using the wrong terms probably, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds really good. So like, what was that process like? Like people that you've met, people who maybe you want to shout out, yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I was like, hey, I want to be a musician mm-hmm. and I want to like record stuff. And I, how, how does an average human go about that? Like, what's the step by step process? Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea. And um, I just kind of said, like, hey, I've got tons of songs like at some point I should probably get these recorded and started looking for like someone to work with who like knew how to do that kind of stuff like production and stuff um and tried with one guy and it kind of didn't work and then tried with another guy didn't work and why are they all guys Mm. they're always guys anyway (laughs) (laughs) it is a very male dominated yeah yeah Um, Yeah, but um but yeah i i met my producer mark he's one of my best buddies now and it was just kind of like history from there so mark is super talented in his own right like he's he's worked with alanis morissette he's worked with kelly he drummed on kelly clarkson's kelly clarkson's first album wow i can't talk Let's redo that. He drummed on Kelly Clarkson's first album, and that blew my mind when he. I love Alanis Morissette and yeah. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Mark. Oh my goodness, Mark's the OG. Um, I I love him, but this project would not be what it is without him. Yeah. Um, I basically came to him and was like, "Here's all my musical influences from like Jenny Lewis and Phoebe Bridgers and uh, like current people, Boy Genius and all them. But mm-hmm. then, but then also like the Eagles, Elton mm-hmm. John." like Joni Mitchell, Fleetwood Mac, like mm-hmm. classic stuff and just timeless stuff. Yeah. Stuff that like you'll never be able to go back and be like, oh, that was from 2013. Remember that era? Right. Like right. I didn't want that. I yeah. wanted it to to like last. Yeah. So. Well, like it's really impressive because I was I was telling the, the guys, I was like, y'all, we have to have her on. <laughs> Because when you reach out, because like, well, especially once your song released, I was like, man, she's getting on the radio. She's got all these streams. And you're like killing the music game right now. Like you have. Am I? (laughs) I think you are for being, for being, for it being your first release. Like, okay. I wrote it down. 11.5 thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Over 25,000 listens on the EP, which I think you just, uh, 
talked about. Mm-hmm. And you've now been on the radio twice, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how does that happen from um, your first EP? I, I don't I'm, know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's obviously very good. But, like, our, our show is about, you know, mm-hmm. um, unsigned artists and, you know, getting your, your foot in the door. Yeah. And so how, like, what would you say to anyone who's yeah. trying to do something like that? So... Instead of trying to give advice in an area where I'm not an expert, okay. I will just tell you what I have done. Okay. So um, I reached out to, so it was like 3 a.m. I couldn't sleep, par for the course. And I was like scrolling on Instagram and I see a targeted ad and it's um, this girl talking about how visual identity is so important for artists. And that's like kind of the secret sauce that a lot of people are missing when they're trying to put music out. And that resonated with me so hard because I am a visual storyteller, like by trade, like video oh, is, yeah. is my the medium. Mar- the marketing for your EP has been so well done. Like the reels that you've posted. I'm like, dang, this Thank is you. like very entertaining. Thank you. I do. Yeah. I do them all myself. <laughs> really? Yeah. They're really good. They're really, really good. I even have... like, even like the, uh, it was, I think it was like a couple in the beach or like mm-hmm. the ocean. I have a couple of tricks. Um, I have some, some like accounts where I have subscriptions to like stock footage and okay. stuff. And so, um, that's what I would say to artists, I guess, is figure out what the resources are around you. There are so many, and I'm just now like, you know, I feel like I opened a can of worms trying to do this music thing, but like mm-hmm. there there are so many more things available to you than I really even thought was possible. Yeah, um, for sure. What are some of your favorites? Okay, I love Art Grid. Art mm. Grid is great. It's it's stock footage, um, but then even working with this um, ad agency, the one that so I, back to my story, I, I saw the girl on my Instagram talking about visual identity. I reach out to her just right then, like sent her a DM and was like, "Hey, I want to work with you. Like, I'm trying to put a project out, and like, I want to put it out like yesterday. Like, yeah. how how do we make this happen?" And so we started. We teamed up and we started working together. And um, they've become kind of like my artist support team and like help me with um, really ideation for a, a content calendar. Like, mm-hmm. if you're an artist and and you don't have a content calendar, like I would suggest that because what that does is keeps me accountable. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, mm-hmm. if I know I've got all these deadlines, I'm being the person I am, I will hit them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it, it doesn't work like that for everyone. Yeah. But for me, that's a helpful tool is just like yeah. having a content calendar. Um, but also understanding like, what does, what do you see when you listen to your music? Mm-hmm. What do you, what are you envisioning? How do you take that and translate that onto a screen because we're such visual i feel like we're more visual than we've ever been Mm -hmm. because like especially in in like 2020 um like zoom became a thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. people got more and more glued to their phones and more and more glued to their screens and stuff and like it's a good time to be a visual creator because if you are there's a lot of eyeballs that you can get on your stuff that's very true um but you have to find a way to uh like like uh, Natasha from the the company I work with austere. They're awesome. Um, Like Natasha would say like visual identity is so important. Mm -hmm. And so I have tried 
so hard to stick to my own brand guidelines. Mm-hmm. Come up with brand guidelines for yourself. What are yeah. your What are your colors? Yeah, it's such a hard question to answer. But like, do the homework. What are What are the colors that you see your band like? What makes sense for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of fonts make sense for you? Like, what um, What different textures and and like look at graphic design ideas and pick out the stuff that you like and then how do you take that and apply that to you yeah the same way i do with my music like when i I was in the studio i was like how do i get like weezer guitar (laughs) with you know some some beautiful like ambient uh like synthy sound and then my voice being whatever it is and like how do i make all these things that i love make sense together and then that becomes my sound i feel like i'm trying to do that with with visuals as well yeah and say like i want to represent the project but i also want to represent like who i am yeah visually i think between all that too advice that i think you have is talk to people reach out to people like you literally just saw it on instagram and sent a random dm (laughs) and like it never hurts to ask like the worst that will happen is they see it and ignore it exactly you know exactly so it's really great that you have been able to do that and reach out to people you seem like you're probably a very networking kind of person i like people yeah me too yeah so uh especially like if you're an artist who's trying to get your name out there like the best thing you can do is network and then maybe you can hit 25,000 streams in your first month like that's crazy (laughs) well I will I will say this too there is so much value in like um like playlisting services targeted targeted ads finding ways to expand your network beyond like just the 10 people you know yeah you know like how do you get people to like care or pay attention like try to insert yourself in places Mm -hmm. where like you could belong but maybe like you don't have the the connection make the connection Mm mm-hmm and then they'll kind of like help you do the work, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really been me like kind of outsourcing some of the things for that sure, I, I need sure. to other people. Yeah. Spend money to make money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how does it feel to have like so many people hear your story? Well, they haven't heard it yet. Okay. They'll hear it on this podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. So. Honestly, I would I would be lying if I didn't say it makes me a little like nervous and afraid yeah. of being like judged. But at the same time, like it's liberating because there were so many times where I was like internally screaming and like not saying anything. And so like it's I've been really excited to do this because this is one of the only mediums where you can have a long form like yeah. conversation and it, it makes sense because you you just listen. Yeah. Um, I can't really do that in short clips on TikTok. Right. You know, right. I can't just be like, Hey, here's something to have you to drop on you yeah. for 15 seconds. Bye. <laughs> here's <laughs> like, my 1000 part story on TikTok. <laughs> let's talk about PTSD. And, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, um, there, sometimes the mediums that we have available to us as creative people aren't great. Yeah. Like I w- would love for the TikTok era to go away personally, the yeah. hot, hot take, but um, I feel like it's, it's not helping people who are storytellers and like want to tell a meaningful story and make meaningful connections. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot, a lot of it's just kind of like um, bite-sized little snacks. 
and yeah. I, I like to do a full meal. <laughs> I am right there with you. I'm right there with you. And I really appreciate you picking us to do that. <laughs> like that's, it's, it's really special. And obviously I know you have the connection through Atlanta, but like, it's still really special that you would trust us with such a honestly large not not large task. I don't know what the right word I'm looking for, but like it's a big part of your life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially people you just met. So well, you guys have been nonstop supportive. <laughs> like online, you're sharing my stuff. You're sending me nice messages <laughs> all the time. All the time. We try. We you're try. sending me so you're reposting everything I put out. Um so yeah. Of course, I would want to do the podcast. Um, you guys are awesome. I get all the good vibes. Thank and you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And if you're a person who is going to be listening to this and you're thinking about coming on a podcast, you should definitely come on this one. Thank you. Thank these, you. These guys are the realist. Okay. We still have to do the show and yell, <laughs> but I really appreciate that. Okay. So let's take one last break. Okay. We're going to do show and yell. Okay. And then we're going to talk again about your show coming up. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. Okay. Okay, welcome back. Okay, so we have your show and yell. Uh, have you watched the podcast at all? I have. Okay, cool. <laughs> I always ask <laughs> So, have you? <laughs> no. But, um, I did my homework. Do you good. know me yet? Good. Do you good, know good. me yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, then you know, you just yell the item. It just, notebook. You don't okay. have to scream the whole time. Okay. So, uh, you say you have two items, correct? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's hear them. Guitar. Woo. Woo. <laughs> so I have the guitar with me that I bought a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's special to me. I yeah. I'm sorry, Baby Taylor, but I forgot about her for a little while because I got a guild that's acoustic electric and so mm-hmm. I started like playing with that more because I could hook it up to an amp and then I got an electric and I was like oh I gotta play with this one so um it's been a minute since I've played this but um but yeah it was awesome to to play it for y'all earlier yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I just it's an old friend I'll never get rid of it it's it's yeah. been through a lot it has it's been through a lot it's been to a lot of 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 <laughs> countries and cities and yeah. it's, it's been in the back of many many trunks and somehow it is still intact so you know i'm, I'm really thankful that you chose that one today yeah, to use you know with with the performance after hearing your story and yes how that kind of started you on this whole side of of, of writing music with you know with your guitar yeah and you know it's kind of kind of fitting yeah Full circle. yeah i i was like i don't have any meaningful items and then i was like um, and then I realized like this guy, um, is actually very important to me and now I'm getting sentimental. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad I, you, I know you were going to bring it your electric and yeah. I'm, it would have been fantastic, but like, I am glad that you chose that. Plus yeah. we got, to, I feel like we got to hear more of your amazing vocals. So, oh, you're you sweet. <laughs> okay. You're sweet. Okay. Next items, plural. 
concert posters. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, so these are two concert posters that I have. Um, I'm not showing anyone important. <laughs> okay, so here, this is the first one, and I worked with an amazing uh, graphic designer. Her name yeah. is Carly, and I basically told her, I want something that looks like it came from the 1970s. Nice. She was like, I got you, fam. And, uh, yeah, she came up with this awesome design, and she took some of my photography uh, from a photo shoot that I had done for my album artwork. And... Um, yeah, I could not be more happy with them. They she stuck to my brand guideline colors. Period. <laughs> yeah, and she just kind of played with the design. That one was really cool. And then I'm so excited that we talked through all that because now I want to show you this one and I designed this one. And so what this is is basically a bunch of photos from the different places that I've lived and I basically like photoshopped out places that I've been and put them all together in mm. one wow. one world. That is cool. Wow. So so the in the background you'll see the island I lived on. It just looks like a like a big old mountain. Wow. And then I've got Brooklyn in there. I've got like different different little items that um, are special to me and will remain yeah. unknown. But there are some, you know, some little street signs that just I get a kick out of like um legitimately there's a monkey crossing sign that i that that was part of the place i used to wow, live in yeah that's, that's that's so cool. yeah and like the public you should have stole that I know. <laughs> <laughs> you think i could have got that through customs dude true, true, true. <laughs> no but there's there's buses the public transportation yeah. that i used to that wow. i used to ride and and ironically one of them says through it all on it and like i took that photo and i remember reading that and like Dude, if that's not foreshadowing, I don't know <laughs> what is, but um wow. but yeah, this is That's this a really cool idea and it fits with the chaos. Yeah. Like that's so Yeah, cool. it just mm -hmm. it just you know, that was something that um was important to me was just like like I said, the the visuals that go yeah. with the story, that go with the music, it's it's all about tying it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you miss the views of the island at all? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful over there for sure. Yeah. Um, but but you know you gotta like, you're more preoccupied with like the mosquitoes that are like small birds. <laughs> like Ew, they. Oh, no. oh, we did not even go there. I spared you, but yes. Oh no no no. <laughs> yeah, I need like a book from you. Um, a so memoir. In the future, in the future, <laughs> I'll be expecting a memoir. A memoir when I've lived a little more life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, can I ask real quick, where yeah. did chaos theory come from? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Okay. Okay, let me pull it up. Hold on one second. There's a quote. So I, I found this quote just randomly. I don't even remember how I saw it or why I saw it. But um, so it goes... Chaos theory suggests that the behavior of complex systems can follow laws, and yet their future states remain, in theory, unpredictable. And so what I took from that when I read that was like, you can do all the right things. You mm. can follow the steps. You can check all the boxes you can do the expected thing you can do the get married young white picket fence kind of thing not alluding to my album artwork wink wink um <laughs> you can do <laughs> all of the things and your life can still be unpredictable and yeah. your life can still like yeah turn into a mess and um 
I'm learning that about life. Like yeah. sometimes one plus one does not equal two. Sometimes mm-hmm. like y- you, you just, things are unpredictable. Yeah. And you can try, um, but sometimes they don't, they don't end up how you think they will. Yeah. But I'm, I'm starting to kind of adopt the mentality that like sometimes they'll end up better. Yeah. Like, like yeah. there's, there's a different quote that I saw and it's like, don't be sad for, um, your old story ending or whatever, like you're writing a new one and it'll be better than, than the, the previous That's one. That's beautiful. So, what would yeah. you say to anyone who's listening to either this episode or the EP or both who may be stuck in a similar situation that you were? Ooh, prioritize your mental health. Number one, number mm-hmm. one. If you do not have peace in your mind, don't ignore it one because you could it it could manifest physically Mm -hmm. um so i mean if that's not enough reason um but also just like for your own well-being like we're only here one time yeah if you're not loving your life what are you doing like figure out what you can do and like i would just hope that someone is a faster learner than me because it took me way too many years to, yeah. to understand that lesson. And, and now that I've learned it, I'm like, don't waste your life. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like now you have such an appreciation. Like you said, you're like, I've made sure that every day has been better than the day before. And now from here on out, like you are going to focus on not, you know, wasting it. I didn't do that. God did that for me. Yeah. Like I, I just, he knew what I needed. He knew what I was praying for. And, and, uh, he just delivered and I, I obeyed and I was obedient and I said yes. And I, um, accepted the, the call on my life to, to do what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And I f- just feel like I've been blessed like every single day. Yeah. Like it just, I haven't even had to try. People have come into my life, just approached me. People have been like, let's be friends. Let's meet up. Let's go get coffee. Um, sometimes cute boys slide into my DMs. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I really, I'm just, I'm grateful that, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the place that I'm in now. Yeah. 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 Lauren, this has been a beautiful, beautiful conversation. Um, and I need to give you a hug, but (laughs) before we do that, plug all of your things all of the things, and, uh, specifically your show and everything. Absolutely. Okay. So back to the concert posters, I've explained the design, but the important stuff after you look past the cool design is the fact that we're having a show at the space at 100 Taylor, October 28th. That is in two weeks. Um, you have a chance to still get a ticket if you're listening to this and you definitely should, because there are so many people that are going to be up there on stage playing amazing music. I've got two openers, um, who are going to do their own thing. Uh, songwriters, amazing vocalists. And then I've got a full band who's going to help me rock this whole EP out as loud as we possibly can. And they're incredible. So Amazing. Um, yeah. Amazing. Go to the concert October 28th. <laughs> Dale, hit the music. Where can they find you, Lauren? Oh, my goodness. You can find me at Lauren Gun Music. If you're on TikTok, I'm not great at TikTok, but you know, you can find me at L Gun Music there. And, I like your uh, TikToks. And you can absolutely find 
tickets at Eventbrite. Uh, just just type in my name, Lauren Gunn. Period. All right, Period. guys. Thank you so much. Go follow at Successfully Unsigned and get ready for the live session. We did it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize the music wasn't out loud. It was just in my ears. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I was like jamming.